want to welcome everyone back to Weekend at Berkman's, a show about everything and nothing. I'm here with the old man, Mark Snyder. Howdy, howdy. The bourbon hunter, Stephen Haddix. Good evening. Welcome back, fellas. Uh, another episode here on the pod. I uh, be back. Got a lot to talk about. Uh, what's going on with you, Mark? Where you're you're uh, jet setting this week, huh? Yeah, we're heading out to old Lost Wages for a work <laughs> conference. <laughs> Some people call it Las Vegas. I call it stay at a hotel that doesn't have a casino. That way, you won't be tempted in the evening after the conference is over. No, heading out there for a little work thing. Should be should be fun. Should be hot, real hot. Highs are in the hundreds, lows are in the hundreds, so that's exciting. Ooh, yeah, gonna be cooking like a fried Ooh, chicken. It's a Arctic blast here in uh, Dallas this weekend. I think woke up. It was in the I don't know high forties or fifties. So a little bit of reprieve here before summer sets in. Uh, my advice to you: don't head out to the Hoover Dam. Or Lake Mead, I heard they're finding some pretty unsavory things out there. So yeah. I probably don't want to schedule a tour there. Damn tour. I will uh, not be doing that. You mentioned summer. What's, you know, I, I was reminiscing a bit uh, over the weekend. What, what's your guys' favorite summer memory as a kid? I think the times I was the most excited had to be like my favorite part of summer was the first couple weeks right after school ended. You got out Mm. on summer vacation only had two and a half months or three months, whatever it is ahead of you in those first couple weeks, just sitting back thinking, man, I got months. And then of course it's gone in the blink of an eye, but those first couple weeks, just knowing you can sleep in, wake up, nothing to do before you had a job, maybe just some house chores. Uh, that that definitely kind of hit me. And, uh, man, what I would give to have a summer break again. <laughs> what about you, Mark? I, I tell the same thing to my kids. I'm like, listen, you guys, you don't know how good you have it. You don't have tests. You don't have any job. I mean, I love every one of my bosses, just in case they're listening. Um, you have nothing hanging over your head. So don't stress. Uh, and I, I remember those times. I loved them. I, so I tell them, don't worry about it. And then they're not paying taxes yet. So again, uh, I, I'm, I'm with you, Stephen. That first few weeks after getting out of school, just stress-free and, and fancy-free. I also loved that back in the day, and again, this is, again, I know I'm old, pre-cell phone, pre-internet, you get on the bike at like 7 a.m. and you head out for the day. You might have a five spot in your pocket just in case you got to go down to the 7-Eleven or the A&W root beer stand. Uh, and you come back, as Pops would say, five minutes after that light goes on, you get your butt back in the house. I love that. I mean, the freedom, as far as my little bike and my legs could take me, uh, that, that I'm, I, I love that about summer. I had forgotten about that. We, we had some street lights out there. And mm-hmm. it's like when that street light started to come on, that, that was it. Maybe you got one or two cur- courtesy yells and that, that was about it. Oh, yes. Or, yeah. just, or, just the, or the fact that you couldn't just text somebody and see what's going on. Like Mark, you're saying like you had to pedal your bike mm-hmm. over there to go see, hey, what's going on? What's the plan today? Can you hang out? Or oh, yeah. call the landline. You probably interrupt a parent and 
or talk to a brother and sister. So, man, just the old days before there was all these nice conveniences at your fingertips. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think I probably lost a couple of friends that way, trying to call up and see if they were available. Didn't realize caller ID had kicked in yet. <laughs> 20 missed calls. And you're like, probably something wrong with that guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, all of those things. I, I remember, go, you know, you – Spend some time in the pool. You got sleepovers with, uh, can re- I can remember, uh, N64, uh, all the games on there, uh, barbecues, uh, neighborhood baseball. Just like you mentioned, Steve, and no consequences. So those, those were the days, as they say. But uh, anyway, back, uh, back to reality. Uh, why don't we go ahead and jump in this week in golf? Uh, still, still fast and furious. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't really know where to start. So we'll start with the uh, PGA championship, Southern Hills and Tulsa finishing just now. I'm going to assume uh, you guys watched that most of the way or till the end, or at least following it uh, wherever you were. But uh I mean, I think my heart goes out to to Pereira. Uh, mm-hmm. Just, just heartbreak. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't know what that that swing was. I, I saw a brief interview <laughs> afterwards, and it's something to the effect of, uh, "I wasn't thinking about the water." Um, yep. So, I, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was uh, going in the top four people coming into today hadn't even won on tour yet. And I just, I I felt like we were ripe for a meltdown. And then you, you start to see a couple of love nuts coming off and some wheels and then that swing on 18. So uh, pretty dramatic, but uh, yeah, I don't know. What are are you guys first take from that? Just wrapping up now with that playoff and JT winning. I mean, I, I, so I watched a lot Thursday, Fridays. Uh, I didn't watch as much yesterday and today I did watch the, as much as I could, um, the, the Snyder activity bus was running full force today. Uh, but I watched as much as I could, and I did uh, record it. So I did get to see uh, recorded. Sorry, I have a streaming service that allows me to go back in time. So I did see the swing on 18. And, um, you know, as you guys know, I play a sweet, sweet baby uh, buttery draw. Uh, when I try to hit fades, that's what I feel like. Uh, that little swing that he had, I'm like, that was, that was something. Uh, I don't know if it was, but that that's his normal style. You know, I, if you watch his swing, he, he definitely swings similarly. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I think if he had done that, dropped a bucket of balls, he probably would have gotten that in play probably 95% of the time. Felt bad for the guy. I never like to see somebody lose it like that. I mean, that's just my thing. I don't, I don't like seeing somebody lose. I like to see somebody win. And I just, I feel bad for the guy. Happy for Justin Thomas. Uh, clearly he knows how to close. He knows, he knows how to lose it and then come back. So I thought that was pretty impressive to watch crazy. Just tale of four different days, hot, hot, windy, cold, windy. I mean, that's Tulsa, Topeka, Toledo in a nutshell, but it was fun. I enjoyed watching it. Um, I just felt bad. I mean, I I really did. I feel bad about how, how it got lost. Um, but hey, kudos to JT and the comeback and win it in the playoff. Impressive. Is, is there a saying in Tulsa that if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes? 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hey, I don't even know if you need to wait that long. Uh, you know, wait 30 seconds or just turn around. I mean, it's, it's different <laughs> depending on the direction you're facing. It's just crazy. Well, but yeah. Yeah. Steven, Steven was right on. I mean, he might have a, I don't know, second career and third career here in meteorology or something. The wind was definitely a factor, but uh, what are your thoughts on the PGA there, Steven? Yeah, I think Mito, uh, obviously, gives kudos to him. I mean, how he handled uh, the loss. I know that. Oh, amazing saw interview. Some, yeah. yeah, saw some reports that he didn't turn down a single interview. I mean, easily could have just ducked his head in the locker room and and uh, avoided it. But, I mean, for a guy like that, you know, with the very short and uh, career he's had, I mean, crazy that he was able to give himself uh, a lead going into today and just unfortunate how that happened and, I think also the other guy I'm really feeling for is Zalatoris. I mean, mm. uh, I mean, this guy, he's kind of, to me, he's on the track to be a Kepka right now. The fact that he always shows up in majors, it feels mm. like, you know, in these, in the really tough tournaments, he's, he's up there competing. Um, it feels like I never really see him just on the standard, really standard weeks, but these majors, he just, I think this is a second runner up uh finish in a major the masters was a 2020 or 21 where that yep, yep. you guys other one yeah. so um i think he's gonna be forced to be reckoned with but uh happy for justin like him uh his gutsy play uh happy for him but yeah it does stink for the guys that are are right there on the on the cusp of uh greatness to watch it all come apart in just a few holes and a couple swings mm. So here's my question, and I, you know, I think I'll have to veer away from Mark here since he might be a little impartial. So, Stephen, does does Marnak get credit for Tiger making the cut, even though he didn't finish the tournament? It's all in my hands. Judge if we give Jury the W. Uh, I mean, as much as. As much as I want to absolutely, as much as I want to absolutely say. You were wrong. I ought, like really go off. I think I do have to give credit because he did have a tee time for Saturday and Sunday. Time time dependent, but he technically had tee times. He just couldn't get all the parts uh, together and in the right uh, uh, get that right feel down to play today. And I know it was really the short turnaround Friday to Saturday, which probably. Uh, really did him in, but I guess, I guess we'll give Marnak a W on that call. Feeling generous. I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, he made the cut. You asked the question, who will Tiger make the cut? Yes. He earned it. He shot four over or better, uh, which is the cut line. He made the cut. What he does after that, it's kind of like, you know, if you want to go to some of those sweet, sweet casinos in, in and around the Tulsa area, it's your call. And, uh, you know, what comes, comes. And, but he made the cut. I uh, just want everybody to know Marnak was right again. <laughs> All right. I think, I'm going to go ahead. I, I was saying, I think, you know, John Daly going to the casino in the wings <laughs> place went to, I think he was calling it the third, because we have Buffalo's the best wing city. Supposing Memphis number two, I think I heard him say Tulsa's the third best wing place. So I don't know. Might be on vacation some. destination, folks. Set your summer schedules now. But Tulsa. I feel like I feel like what that's saying is that the 
Tulsa has the third best Hooters in the country. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, we might be splitting hairs. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to round out <clears throat> PGA here. I'm going to rattle off a few things, and you you all can pick something that I mentioned to to opine on or something on your own. So either the the Tiger withdrawal. We got a lot of backstories, side stories going on here. The Tiger withdrawal. The Rory, you know, folding like a lawn chair. Mm-hmm. Daly's Marlboro and Diet Coke intake. Uh, we also got Duvall and SVP doing a broadcast. I don't know if mm-hmm. you saw anybody of that. I think. Uh, I think. Ian Baker Finch mentioned maybe 300 plus lip outs. We had the sand. We had Peter Costas saying Tiger should retire. We had Aaron Wise getting drilled in the head by Cam Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, any number of those things. Do you you guys can sort of pick one and just just give me a brief comment on those. A lot going on this week. Start with uh, oh, start with Mark. I think the sand traversy as I like to call it, uh, you know, and the whole pebbles and stones. And I think even Scheffler, we got him on tape, you know, calling somebody over to remove a pebble. I remember the creature was at Harbor town, you know, removing an impediment, but that was maybe before the rule change. Hey, the rules are the rules. If you got a rock behind your ball, you can move it. I get it. Uh, I, you know, as my dad used to say, and he's still alive, so he probably still says it, but as my dad says, if you don't want to play out of the sand, don't hit it in the sand. Uh, you know, it, they're, they're not there to, to say, you know what, hey, let's make it easier on you. They're there to make, it's a penalty. It's a tough thing to do. Uh, and the designer of that course said, I'm going to put some bunkers. And the sand is the sand, you know, I think the other thing that people don't realize is this is a country club where members play uh, and they like their sand. I think some of the commentary was like, do you think they change the sand after getting a bad rap? Heck no. The, you know, the amateur uses the sand to different ways and different shapes and forms. And I think they know how to play it, you know, and, and it's just the fine powdery beach stuff that these guys are used to every week. So it was a little bit different. I got tired of hearing about it, to be honest. I'm like, it's a bunker. You shouldn't have put your ball in there, you know? Hit it at the hole, put it on the green. Anyway, that, that's my one thing. I, I, I didn't like how much they rattled, you know, razzed them for the sand. I'm like, okay, so you put it in the bunker. Don't hit it there. I, I'll agree with you. I, it always bothered me a little bit watching the, the pros play where they hit it in the trap or maybe bail out to the trap, and it was pretty much an automatic up and down. So I said that mm-hmm. I would agree with you. That was a little bit, re- little bit refreshing. What about you, Steven? What's your um, topic think of choice? For- I think for me was just the uh, had to be like the people getting hit or the holes that kind of overlapped each other. Mm. I mean, uh, another one. So not only did Aaron Wise get hit, but also Sage Steele, uh, ESPN anchor. Yeah, I think it was on Thursday. She was out there, got hit in the face by a ball from John Rom, and uh, she might have lost a tooth or two. I don't think it's fully come out what her injuries are, but. Uh, I don't think we're going to see her on air for a while, but I thought it was mm. actually kind of cool, like that they were kind of stacked. They were kind of close, maybe added in some extra hazards uh, in there with just all the, the people and, and uh, you know, just, just more commotion. I mean, I think it kind of 
throws these guys off and potentially cause some more bad shots or more things to think about, which again, uh, I think these guys are in a lot of ways very pampered. So when they have to deal with some tougher situations, more going on, I think it just makes sure that the the best one wins the week. So I like it when the, the everything is not perfect and, you know, you have a bunch of people around and, and uh, clearly there was the, uh, Either there were a lot of errant shots this week with the wind and uh, or, mm-hmm. or guys were off because I felt like there was a lot of people getting peppered in the in the gallery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good for Southern Hills, though. I, I felt like the PGA was always kind of at the bottom of the majors list. Uh, they had rattled off some of the previous courses. Uh, the only one that came to mind that was of interest was Baltus Roll, uh, which, of course – we attended, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. I thought they thought they did a good job. I w- wasn't expecting a whole lot out of out of Tulsa, and uh, thought it, it created some excitement. It was definitely difficult um, U.S. Open style single digits again for the winner. Um, I think we pretty much hit on everything, Stephen. You mentioned uh, the fill book. So I think we should all probably go purchase that maybe, or maybe you can purchase that Stephen and read it and kind of give us an excerpt Mm -hmm. or something each week. I think that'd be good. Um, I I'm a bit confused because, uh, Shipnuck and Phil seem to be at odds, but this book's getting published anyway. And they're going to talk about, I guess, a little bit about the Saudi tour, uh, a little bit about some of his gambling issues. Um, so I'm almost more interested to see how that thing gets published and what Phil has to do to sign off on that. Or, you know, does the ship nut pretty much have carte blanche um, as long as it's on the record. So should be interesting. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll pick up a copy there. Um, I don't really have any updates on the Saudi stuff other than I saw that uh, Lee Westwood lost uh, UPS sponsorship, which is, which is pretty interesting. So um Clock continues to count down to the first tournament coming up here in June. Um, I haven't haven't seen what the Great White Shark those planning, so I I'm, I'm really interested to see logistics, uh, TV coverage, announcers, all that sort of good stuff. So that's it's going to continue to be really interesting. What do you got? Question for us. So, uh, and again, this, this might, you know, all right, one word answers. It's either yes or no. Oh, if okay. If the Live Saudi Tour reached out and offered us to be the official Saudi League podcast, are we in or are we out? Mike, yes or no? My answer is yes. I mean, I'm already involved with the Saudis, uh, certain other angles on the, you know, that the pod the uh, listeners don't know about yet. So my, my answer is yes. Mark. Wow. I was going to say, let's chat amongst ourselves offline. So we don't go on record for our millions of listeners, but you know, here's my thing. I don't, I don't know if it's a simple yes or a simple no. I think, uh, I think we've got to chat about it, you know, um, and understand the pros and cons. I don't want to have to relocate to Saudi Arabia to, to produce the podcast. I mean, I think there's things to think through, Stephen. Just yes or no. Is oh, well, I didn't, uh, you know, I, 
I wasn't, you know, talking about relocating and oh, all that okay. and being at the events. But, you know, I mean, if, if your mind wants to, to wander, all for it. But, uh, yeah, Mike, I, I think, honestly, for me, I'm in on your side. Again, We, you know, we can discuss this more offline. But I think uh, two against one. I think we, you know, Greg, Greg Norman, it's in your hands. Let us know. Reach out. We're happy to negotiate. Hey, 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 We're to not clear. a solid yes. I never said no. I'm just saying I'd like to know a few more of the logistics if I say yes. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll have our uh, we'll have our lawyers on retainer uh, work with Greg and finalize everything. But we'll keep you posted. Just okay. want to get your thoughts. This might be Mark's last pod. Uh, <laughs> <And> a pleasure. <laughs> uh, last thing on golf uh, this upcoming week. I think they got the second senior. A uh, major coming up, yeah, Benton Harbor, Michigan. Your your neck of the woods there, Mark, up on the lake. So it should be oh yeah, a pretty one. Defending champion Colin Montgomery. So that should be interesting. I'd I'd love to do a segment or two on uh, old Monty, but uh, is it should it really be interesting. Col- is it really Colin Montgomery? <laughs> I don't know. If that's, I don't know if that's how it's pronounced. But... <laughs> I had no idea that he's even won on the Champions Tour. Oh, so this yeah. Is, this and is I, brand I think, new for me. I thought, the, I thought, the, I thought it was like uh, Alex Chaka that won it last year. I mean, I'm no math major, but uh, I didn't think it was Colin Montgomery. Okay. Not to, not to well, get into it here on the, on the pod in front of everybody, but uh, we, we can go check our we stats. Can verify, <laughs> we can verify that. I agree. might be a little remarkable to believe that he may be the defending – Senior PGA Championship winner, but you all Are you sure can... it's not the super senior PGA Championship winner? No, Monty. I mean, greatest player to never win a major? Maybe. Maybe. I don't Richie even Fowler? know if he's won on U.S. soil on the regular PGA Tour. I don't think right. so. We, we'll, we'll fact yeah, check I that later. That. Yeah, fact checked it already. Uh, it's a senior PGA, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Alex, Alex Chica, he did. He won the tradition in the senior PGA last year back to back. So, yeah. I'm going to show you guys how uh, humble I am. And I'll be like, Mike, it's okay. It happens to us all. It does, but I don't think I would have made it up. So, it's probably <laughs> probably out there somewhere. I'll go. I'll take a look here when I, when I get But he might have won it a few years ago, but whatever. <clears throat> Oh, you know what? Maybe it's at that course. Who knows? I don't know. Hmm. Look it up, okay. Monty. Okay. <laughs> Been a long week. All right. He won it. Ball. He won that back in 2015. So maybe you're just years are wrong. Oh, he won ben that Harbor? in four. He won it and he won the senior PGA in 14 and 15. So maybe you're just years are off. I don't know. Was it? Was that at Benton Harbor? Oh, I don't know. I'll start. I'll continue to look as you uh progress this pod along okay well i still i mean i any chance we we uh can talk about money it's a good pod so Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know about that oh okay okay we'll get your feeling your feelings on money later uh so round ball you know so i think somebody's kind of deflated our our balls here uh Mavs are in the hole 2-0. They they pretty much need a miracle running into this Golden State buzzsaw. Uh, Steven, we were talking earlier about 
I'm, I'm sure you watched every minute uh, talking about uh, Mavs blowing a 19-20 point lead there. <clears throat> so that's no good. I, I I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if they're if they're uh, one foot in the grave already. I think they are. Uh, what's what's this latest development here? Uh, yeah. So you are correct. The last time the senior PGA championship was held at Benton Harbor, whatever golf course that is up there, Monty was the winner. That was back in uh, 2014. Mm. Oh, all right, let me – yes, 2014. Nice. So, I mean, you had it semi-right, you know. I mean, you were I halfway think, there. I, I, but I think your initial take about Monty still being competitive was, was dead on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, oh, I don't know. No, Actually, we're going to want to scratch this. I think Wikipedia gave me bad information. So, oh, jeez. I told oh, you, I told cripes. you to stick to Twitter. I told you to stick to Twitter. Oh, All right. We'll I'll keep figure looking. it out. All right. Then on the, on the other side, we got Celtics Heat. Uh, you know, that, that one, I get, I get a little nostalgia thinking about Heat Celtics teams. Um, you guys, I don't know if you're NBA historians like I am. I, you know, I can remember, I can remember growing up having WGN Chicago. That was available. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's available all across the country, but we certainly had it in uh, in Indiana. You catch all the all the Bulls games, um, and I, you know, I, Bulls. I just. But do you guys? Do you have any? Any memories? I, I don't know, either '80s or '90s or even even 2000s. Any of those Heat Celtics teams? I'll start with you, Stephen. Yeah, any favorite memories? Well, it, well uh, never been a big Heat guy, but definitely like the Celtics. I mean, this is in the 2000s with Paul Pierce, Ray Allen. Oh gosh, they had some other big names on there. Uh, Antoine Walker. Uh, yeah, Kevin Walker. Garnett. Garnett, yes. I mean, those 2000 teams, super fun to watch. Definitely a, a team I enjoyed um, in the East. Also, the Pistons back when they had uh, oh, Rasheed yeah. Wallace and uh, Ben oh, – Ben um, – I don't know. Wallace. Dude, the big pro. Ben Wallace, yes. Oh, man. They don't even get so me started on watch. that. The Eastern Conference Finals back in the day used to be so good. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing, uh, 80s or 90s for me in that era. Just, uh, uh, that really wasn't when I was watching basketball, but, uh, yeah, Celtics for sure. Mark, anything, uh, spark your interest uh, with Miami and Celtics? I definitely Celtics. You know, I, I, I do remember the Larry Bird era of the uh, Celtics. I, I think he played till like the early 90s, maybe 92, 93 ish. Um, I do remember him and just being in awe at how he made it look easy to score all the time. Um, and then again, I know we're talking heat here, but I just remember them going, uh, against the Pistons and the Eastern conference finals of what felt like every year. Um, I could be very wrong there, but, uh, I, I enjoyed watching those guys play and Larry bird, um, heat. Uh, I think I, I grew to hate the heat when they beat the Dallas Mavericks 
uh, in the mm. finals. I, I, I've never, I've never really gotten so upset at a sporting event in my life uh, as when the, the uh, <laughs> Miami Heat beat the Dallas Mavericks. After the Mavericks were up in that series and in many games. And I remember going to bed so angry and my wife asking, why do you care so much? And that's when it kind of set in. And I was like, oh, man, maybe I am a little too invested in this. Uh, but I still cheer for the Dallas Mavericks nonetheless. But, yeah, Larry Bird, he was – I think he was fantastic. Talk about a guy that came from small town to the big city lights. He was fantastic. I think you're talking about are, – are you talking about, like uh... – Riles, Pat Riley, Pat Riley like Hardaway, Morning, Shaquille, like those teams. Well, I think was Pat Riley there when uh, was he the coach during uh, Larry Bird's I era? Think he I don't was, know who was. Well, not during Bird. Oh, okay. Uh, but I gotcha, think gotcha. when they when they beat the Mavs when the Witsky oh, was yeah, there, oh, I think yes. uh, yeah, correct, correct, correct. I yes. think Riles That's was correct. there. Oh man, that yep. grease yeah. back oh, hair. Oh yeah, just, just a villain. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Look like a villain, man. Yeah, oh, and speaking I, and of bird, old... though. Oh, what? Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> no, go. go. Are you going to talk about bird tattoos? <laughs> what? What about bird? Yes, I was going to say <laughs> I, I got to give uh, my buddy a shout out. I'll keep him unnamed, but one of my good buddies, <laughs> big Larry Bird fan, How down big? here in Houston. How big? Uh, big enough to get a Larry Bird tattoo on his rear end. Uh, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. It's Larry bird. Uh, he looks like he's got his one finger up like it, like he's number one, but actually kind of looks like a beer bottle. So it kind of goes, uh, can kind of go either way depending on how you look at it. But I mean, just uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah. So I don't think you, if you love Larry bird, you love him enough to get his tat on your rump. That's dedication. Uh, that's got problems. That guy's got problems. You remember those old, the old Boston Garden, that parquet floor? Oh, man. Uh, I think, I think they had some issues in there with the climate control. I heard the yeah. clouds used to form. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they have a hockey arena underneath it and it was always getting wet? Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, hey, times were tough. You know, it was a little tougher in the 80s, 90s. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I, I remember, and I, and I was conflating. As, as I think you were mentioning the, the Riley teams to some of those earlier teams, but I, I remember some of those, some of those heat teams, maybe like nineties. Uh, I go back to Marley. I know he was there. Uh, Glenn mm. Rice. Uh, some of those guys. I also, I don't know. Do you guys remember a guy named Ronnie Cycli? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, the, there used to be some of those guys, they were just, they, I mean, they were way ahead of their time, right? They were like seven footers that could had the outside range. Um, yeah, the, the good old days, but we, we spent enough time on round ball, but I guess that's because the, uh, I mean, the Mavs got to pull out a miracle here. So they just underway here in the first tonight, uh, game three. And, uh, hopefully by the time we do this pod again, maybe it will be, hopefully the series won't be over. But uh, maybe maybe tied up. <laughs> All right, on to the favorite segment of the pod. It's time for the drink review. Uh, I'm sure you listened last week, and uh, you know Mark. He mentioned something really special. Mark, what's the big time hype this week? 
Well, boys, I don't often do this where I combine art and beer, but I want to show you the can that I found at the Bucky's Cooler. It's <laughs> it's Miller Lite meets this fella named Jay Balvan. I have no clue who that is, other than he has designed a can that really caught my eye. Um, I don't know what it's for, but it looked cool. And it was adequately priced, and I picked it up. But that doesn't change what's in the can, Miller Lite. Uh, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember Miller Genuine Draft. Oh, uh, yeah. MGD. That used to be one of my favorites, uh, one of my go-tos. You know, when I travel, I'd let myself get that little extra something special at the hotel lobby bar. So this brought back memories for me. Miller Lite, um, you know, it's not necessarily as old uh, as, as Yingling or some of the other beauties that I brought you over the last few weeks. But Miller Lite to me, again, when I put it on the lawnmower scale, this is five um, weed whackers out of five on definitely lawnmower coming inside, cooling off, um, you know, in, get your water intake back up. I think this might be like 2% alcohol by volume on purpose. Um, I don't know about the can. I mean, look at this can. When you can combine art and your passion of enjoying good domestics, I mean, this is, this is it, boys. This is the one I wanted to show you. I mean, who does this? Why would you do this to your can? But anyway, Miller Lite, I highly recommend. Stephen, if you're going to dog it, I'll, I'll allow it. No, I, I like Miller. That Miller Lite is a great one. Love it on the golf course after actually mowing your lawn. You know, some of us can still do that. That's but what I'm going to say is, what I'm going to say is that can looks like they're trying to attract the very young crowd, like potentially a crowd that isn't, isn't uh, old Ooh, enough I can see to that. be drinking those kind of uh, beverages, yeah, in my opinion. Fair. I still love the old classic. Mm -hmm. That white with that old logo, mm -hmm. that's the best Miller Lite can. Stop screwing it up. Quit putting the anime kind of stuff on there. Um, but, yeah, glad this you was, found And this was a 16-ounce. It was. Yeah. 16 ounces for $1.50. And it's yep. a screw top, right? Screw top, yeah. I can, I can save it for later. Yeah, Keep put there. it back on. Those also, again, not well. Yeah, I won't, I won't say, but yeah, screw tops. They definitely highly recommend serve a, Miller Lite. Purpose. Highly recommend whether it's in this artistic can or the original. Miller Lite. True, I think a, a true American Pilsner. Uh, I did look up the uh, the uh, person who invented the color changing can uh, for, <laughs> oh, for course, last week. Lyle Small. Uh, I, I couldn't couldn't find too many articles on Lyle's net worth, but uh, apparently he was yeah he, he was dabbling with the colors. He's uh, was able to license it to to Coors, and um, they're able to make that can. So good for Lyle. Lyle Small, the hyper color of Lyle the beer Small, can. Large good for him. wallet. Hyper color, yeah. I had to look that one up. It's, I guess if you had a shirt and you put your your hand mm -hmm. on it, it left like a like a handprint mm -hmm. or something. Pretty cool. Yep. All right, let's go to the bourbon hunter, Stephen. This week, I am going with the Four Roses single barrel. 
this is a Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Let's see where the heck this is out of. I'm not this out of Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Uh, again, it is a single barrel. It's not an allocated barrel. It is something that you can find on the shelf. Uh, with other whiskeys becoming super popular and really tough to get one, uh, really tough to get, this one is definitely taking a beating. Uh, I only see it on the shelf probably uh, a couple weeks out of the year now. Um, mm. They do have some of their other bottles out there that you can always get, but the single barrel, this is one of their more popular ones for Four Roses. Uh, pretty good. It, it's it's probably the right price point for being a single barrel in, in uh and for for the flavor of whiskey profile that it has, uh, it's one that I, I pick up maybe once a year. Um, I'm actually just trying to kill this bottle to make room for some new stuff on my shelf. Um, but yeah, it, it's good. Um, uh, it's definitely a recommend. If you see it on the shelf, okay. might as well pick one up because uh, they're going. They're, they're flying off. Uh, and for maybe maybe some of our less educated listeners, uh, single barrel is that something that's recommended with a, a mixer? No, uh, for the most part, no. If you get you get a real uh, you know low level whiskey single barrel, you know it still tastes terrible. So yeah, you'll probably need to mix that. But uh, at this kind of level, with these kind of whiskeys, a single barrel, you're not mixing. I mean, for me, I I put this on a on a rock. And uh, that's good enough. It's probably not one I would ever drink neat, uh, but good on a block. I mean, you could mix it, but I mean, it's a little sacrilege. Okay. That's a lot of terms. A block, a rock, sacrilege. Okay. I'm just trying to keep up with Mike's lingo. (laughs) Quaffable. Quaffable. Mike. Urine color. Urine color. (laughs) Urine color. Um, okay, <clears throat> so I finally decided to leave Texas mm. this week. Um, ironically, going up to uh, Yingling's neck of the woods into Pennsylvania country. So this week I have vi- at a victory brewing uh, near Philly, and this one is called Summer Hazy Love Hazy IPA. Mm. This one, um, so I would say, you know, at first is a little unctuous, um, you know, maybe like Philly. And then, you you know, you, you hold your nose and you go back in and it's just, it is quite the treat. It goes down really easy, <laughs> uh, maybe a little too easy, like a, oh. like a cheesesteak or two. Uh, but it's got the, it looks like it's got a picture of the Jersey Shore on here. And, uh, I, yeah, this one for me, definitely, if, if you can get your hands on it, there's another one that victory makes called golden monkey and in my younger golden day, I could probably monkey. take down. Yeah. I could probably take down three or four of those now one or two. And I, I'm not having a good day the next day. So maybe when we get together, we can pick up a, a sixer of golden monkey. It is super delicious, but it, uh, It'll knock you on your butt the next day. But uh, yeah, if you like hazies like I do, honestly, in, in all the reviews we've done, I think this is my favorite uh, hazy so far. Wow. So, uh, no offense to the, the Texas breweries, but uh, this one out of, I don't exactly know where, Downington, PA, uh, just outside of Philly. So Pennsylvania country. 
On a side note, have either of you been to the Pat's Geno's Corner there uh, in Philly for a cheesesteak? Can't say no, that I, I have. I wish Mike. one day. We have to make our way back up there. I just, I tell you, you something about, you know, that, that hoagie roll mm. with the Pennsylvania water and the cheese whiz, man, that's, that's dynamite. I think we need to already get our sights set. If we want to get back up there and do some Philly cheesesteak competition and drink some of those uh, golden monkeys, is that what that's uh, called? Golden monkeys? Uh, <laughs> yeah. We need to set our sights on the U.S. Open at Marion mm. uh, and whenever that is. So maybe like I'm 2028 in. or somewhere around there. Put that in the books. I'm in. I, I I'm am in. all in. Weekend, I'm all in. Weekend at Bucks County. Oh, Let's yeah. Go. Those those unique uh, flags that they got with the little uh, beehive thingamajiggers at the top. Oh yeah, Mary. Wicker baskets. Wicker baskets. Wicker baskets. Whatever. Yep. All right. The beehive looking thing. Yep. I don't. You know. Okay. Listen. Whatever. Man, I'm not going to take crap from you guys tonight. <clears throat> Glad you recommend the hazy IPA, Mike. I didn't. I didn't think you were going to give it a recommend based on the way you started your review. I got to be honest. I was a little worried. It's odd. It's like, it like the first sip, it was like I, I kind of wanted to just pour it out, but I, I gave it another chance. And I, I think after that and after I sort of tempered uh, Got it. my taste to it, it was just it grew it on dynamite. You. So it grew yeah, on you. It did. Got it. Much cool. like the city of Philadelphia, brotherly love. <laughs> All right. On to uh, Pucks and Net. Uh, you know, you, you can call me the cooler. Uh, go ahead and write us. <laughs> email if you'd like for me to root for any of your teams i went ahead and put the death knell on the panthers they're now down 3-0 to the lightning um stars went ahead and dropped rick Bownis. i was i was quite we're, we're, we're gonna but... change up pronunciation bonus i got a i got the uh, <laughs> official scoop on that are you sure okay bonus yeah, Rick Bonus. It's not Bonus. Okay. Yeah, I did get the official scoop. So yeah, Bonus, Bonus. Damn, dang, y'all, y'all got me screwed up. Bonus is out. Um, any yeah, any inside scoop interim. here? He, uh, no, haven't talked to him this week. He was okay. the interim back in the day, like in, in the year when the, the last stars coach got fired. He stepped mm-hmm. up, stepped in. And that's when they went to the Stanley Cup Finals and, mm-hmm. and lost to the Lightning. And ever since then, you know, they've kind of kept the ball rolling with them. I, I think it is time for a change. We've kind of seen uh, offensively what his teams are capable of, uh, which is lack of pucks on net. Uh, defense has definitely gotten better. Gold things in a good, really good spot oh, in yeah. the future, but need, need, uh, need some scoring help. So I think it's time for change. Maybe maybe a younger coach. I don't know. I mean, it's a lot. Stars have a lot of young guys. Maybe they need a a younger, more energetic guy. I don't know. Uh, not not really sure. That that's no dig on some of the great NHL coaches out there, which are uh, uh, you know. Uh, this pod does not promote ageism. Yeah, this definitely not. not. No, that's I mean, why I'm not a great ARP coaches. But I mean, uh, I say I say we go back to somebody like Ken Hitchcock. 
Nah, you know, <laughs> Hitch, Hitch is good, but he's well past his prime. Uh, well, okay. Wait, they All brought right, him back. We'll, we'll see. see. We'll see what happens. Usually I'm on the other side of this type of argument, Stephen. So I, you know, I'm, I'm sort of like, don't give it any time to marinate. Uh, but I would, I'm, I wish Bounis would stay. So I, mm-hmm. I'll be on the other side. We'll see what kind of season they have next year. I know it's not all the coach, but uh, I don't know that they're going to do better than this year. You just like seeing his crazy hair on the bench. That, that's why you <laughs> like them. I, I mean, they're just hockey's full of classics. <laughs> like, like I, I don't know. They don't make them like they used to. I'm sure he's got a million calls already. He'll be on to bigger and better. All right. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Toasted Nuts this week. So I, you know, I was just really excited to see whether or not the this <clears throat> bacon infusion craze uh, was going to stick or not. Stephen had mentioned that he would be having a piece of bacon, putting it in his coffee, doing a little stir, because uh, he had challenged us last week. What was a better scent? Um, I don't, I don't know. Stephen might have ran know, on some tough times. I think the HEB is far, so. <laughs> Baby didn't bring home the bacon, you know what I'm saying? So, um, we'll get there. I, I didn't know. put a timetable on it. I will for sure see what that mix is like to, to stir in a touch of cream or something like that with a nice mm. extra ex, extra crispy piece of bacon. Uh, won't be by the next podcast either, but it, I w- by the end of the summer, we will have some crispy bacon coffee stirs. Okay. No problem. How, how do you guys take your coffee normally? Black. I like it the way nature made it. I'm Mike, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you. So I, like, I know you asked some questions. So let me answer. I like it black. Uh, very rarely do I put a little creamer in there. I put the creamer in there when I go to a conference because I know that stuff has been bacon for days, and I don't mean bacon. <laughs> baking. It has been on a flame. It's been charred. So I put a little cream in there to take the acidity out. Uh, okay. I want the, I want the. I want the coffee flavor but i put the creamer in there to take some of that acidity out even then it might be a couple sips deep and i'm like oof uh, but I, I generally am black i like it i like it like nature made it always always bet on black unless you bet on red. all right because easy cake. to please what about you, you i Steven? mean my first cup i always do i have to have a little bit of creamer and again i'm not talking where some of these people it's it practically looks like milk again they put in so much i mean just solid splash uh mix it in that's it just a little bit of creamer some sort of cream uh but by by my second or third cup i'm okay with black i mean if it's good coffee Mm. if it's good coffee again Mm -hmm. that is clear i'm i'm willing to have black coffee and i don't mind it but the first one i i like just a just a little bit of creamer no sugar in it just a little creamer Okay, that that's where that's where you lost me. I, I cream. It's people that do cream only. I, I I don't get it. Like I I am one of those people. I like it more milkshakey. Um, I I even had a problem there for a while. Where I was going pretty heavy on the creamers. I had mm. Cinnabon. I had Fruity Pebbles. I had Snickers. 
Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I had them all, and and uh, and I'm talking, you know, when I was even into my fourth and fifth cup, uh, putting a, a few tablespoons in there. So, uh, I, wow. I did give them up for for 2022 when back to my uh, back to my roots with with just black coffee, like Mark, um, <clears throat> which is why we spent the uh, all the first pods talking about how to store it properly because yeah, I, I want it to be good. I don't want it to be like the stuff that we. We get it work. So one of my favorite things, though, and you guys will remember our trip up to Clinton Bagel, um, I, you know, for some reason, oh, if, if there's like a, you know, if there's like a, a half pint of creamer there and some sugar. I, that's my go to. Like for some it's reason, sometimes screaming. I just like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I made coffee when I first started drinking coffee, like when I was, I don't know, in, in a team somewhere. And I first started making coffee. It was it was pretty much creamer, a ton of sugar, and then some coffee. Like I mean, that's that's how I got into it. And it sounds like Mike, you still just kind of haven't gotten out of that until you like you finally yeah. cut the cord on it for twenty twenty two. I guess like, you have like half of one of your your refrigerator shelves is just like coffee creamer. <laughs> is that what it was? <laughs> Yeah. And, and did you do all, yeah, so you did all the, the specialty ones, like, the, you know, seasonal, the gingerbread, the sugar cookie, oh, yeah. the peppermints. Okay. I got you. Pumpkin, I, pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin spice. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. PSL. I got you. I did. I did try a yeah, new Nespresso flavor this uh, weekend. Hazelino muffin. I'm a big, mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a pushover for hazelnut and pecan flavored coffee Yum. and so i, I got yeah. this one mm-hmm. it is strong like really strong like they packed a punch and that bad boy and i took a big swig for my first sip and i was it, it set me down i'm not gonna lie to you it set me down uh, it made me realize i was alive but it was fantastic did it sit you down on the porcelain or did you sit you down in a random chair it, no it made me sit down on my chair you know in my kitchen <laughs> in the uh in, in the in the at the area, the bar area, my, my kitchen here. I mean, I had to sit down. I mean, it was strong, very strong. I got another one waiting in the wings. I'll share that flavor later. But uh, Hazelino Muffin, for all my Virtuo Nespresso yeah. fans out there, highly recommend quality. It, could, it couldn't have been worse than that cinnamon stuff you tried to Listen offload on us. That you're oh, that, oh, man. Just to, to, the, to the listeners, Saigon I cinnamon get, stick to the, to I, the face. I, I may or may not, like my strongly flavored coffee and I gave them some cinnamon stuff. I will not hear the end of this until the day I die. Apparently it was a little strong. You know, those old school red cinnamon candies. It was like you took about a hundred of those and <laughs> turned it into a coffee. <laughs> Holy crap. Yep. And I love cinnamon. Uh, it was red hot coffee. It was red. It was red hot. It That's legitimately what it was. was. Yes. Nailed Awful. it. Now. Awful. You're welcome. You don't have to thank, thank me. You. All right. Uh, just to keep you guys abreast on soccer, uh, I know I talked a little bit last week about <clears throat> the uh, Eng- English Premier League. Uh, so today was the last match of the season. Uh, looked again like Liverpool might pull it out over Man City. And then Man City, I think, scored three goals in the mm-hmm. course of five minutes. So... That's not uh, common. Just, That's not uh, common in soccer, right? Three and five. Common, yeah. So sometimes I can hard. take like six games to get like three goals. You know? <laughs> people people sit for ninety minutes plus. Yeah. 
plus extra time and, and crying at the ref time. And it, they might go a whole game. Injury and time. One, no. one yeah. nil. Excuse yeah. me. Let's get real. Is, is Man City – is Man City one word? Like, that's the name of the team, Man City? Uh, it's actually <laughs> Manchester. Manchester City. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm just anyway, trying to clarify uh, for anybody that didn't know. I, know. I knew. I was just asking you if it was one word. And, okay, so oh, Manchester City. Okay. Oh, I knew. Yes. I was just clarifying for the, for the uneducated listeners. listeners. I didn't say they were who got relegated. Uh, is, that, is that like allocated, can... allocated bourbon? No, it's definitely not like that. <laughs> well, it's kind of like allocated that they disappear, mm. uh, but a little different. Yeah, relegation, yeah. I think, is a, a legitimate, really cool thing that they do with this league. And I think that there are leagues in America that could actually benefit by it with relegation. Mm. Yeah, and I think I think what we'll start to do too. I, I like your idea, Stephen. We'll do some sort of relegation moment for each of the courses that we go through. I think Southern Hills probably survived relegation this week, but uh, yeah, mo- most of the teams down there we probably don't care that much about anyway for relegation. But we can we can cover them next week and next season. Uh, you know, they don't do a postseason, so last game of the season, it's over. Man City won. Uh, Man City. So I guess Man City. Man City. Man City. So we'll turn our focus to the World Cup in Qatar. Uh, I think in November timeframe. Going to be interesting. Going to be warm. <laughs> A lot of fishing chips well, in Manchester tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, they built a whole bunch of stadiums with air conditioning. So that's oh. uh, going to be an interesting World Cup. Yeah. They also have like a Easy ski fix. hill over there. So it'll be fine. Yeah. You can ski over there. Yeah, and Dubai. Oh, okay. Potato, potato. <laughs> Topeka. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now on to Marnak. Marnak. The well, not not been so mediocre last week. I think you're kind of on a roll. Uh, oh yeah, like week, butter. All right. So we're starting to thin the herd a little bit, thanks to me uh, taking Florida out of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, so out of the teams that are left, Marnak, and may, we'll be we'll be a little lighter on you if this doesn't come through, maybe. But uh, out of the teams that are left, who's your pick to win the Stanley Cup playoffs? But I changed the envelope, the envelope up. I changed the envelope. I went with one of those Citibank Citibank credit card offer envelopes that I like to send back to them just to keep them honest because <laughs> it's already postage paid. <laughs> So I put stuff in there, send it back to him. I kept this one <laughs> just for this segment. Uh, but right. Y'all should try that at home. A little fun fact. You can actually send those envelopes back to them. Oh, and the answer today um, is it's, it says TBL, which stands for Ooh. Tampa oh. Bay Lightning. I mean, it's tough to vote against the, <laughs> I mean, the team that has won it twice in a row and is currently up three, nothing. Uh, so I'm going Tampa Bay lightning. Uh, I'm going to, if I get to Vegas in time tomorrow, maybe I'll put $5 on that to Ooh. see it make $5 and 20 cents if it pays off. Uh, Cause I think they are the odds on favorite currently, but Tampa Bay lightning. Thank you. Marnak, uh, resident Welcome. hockey expert headaches. What do you say? Is that a good pick? Uh, I know you no, don't I like think dynasties. It is a good pick. 
I, yeah, not a fan of dynasties, but I, I agree. I think based on how they're playing, I think it's hard to go against that right now. Uh, I still think, you know, for, for the East, I think that's a good pick. I still think for the West, I think the winner of the Colorado St. Louis Blues um, mm. matchup right now will probably win the West. And Colorado's up uh, 2-1 in that. So I think uh, Colorado Avs versus Tampa Bay Lightning would be a pretty awesome um, uh, Stanley Cup Finals. But currently the battle for Alberta is a pretty cool series right now. We got the Calgary um, – Calgary v. Oilers. All right. Well, I'm going to go with Marnak. Um, knows all. So we will go with the Lightning. I'm not going to root for anyone because I don't want to ruin anyone's chances like I have so far. But <laughs> Probably uh, a safe <laughs> bet. Probably yeah. a good idea. Mm-hmm. And good news. Looks like the Mavs have pulled back even with the Warriors. So still got a chance here for game three. All right. Next segment, I want to welcome you all to Flavor Country. Our version of, uh, well, whatever Guy Fieri calls his neck of the woods. What is it, Stephen? Flavor Town. Flavor Town. That's true. Flavor so we're Town. Gonna, we'll go with Flavor Country, which I'm not sure either one of you remember, but that's actually coming from a Seinfeld episode when Kramer had the slicer. And oh, yes. Cutting the meats. Cutting the meats nice and thin. Uh, the Blame thinner you slice says, it, the better. Welcome to Flavor Country. So this week in Flavor Country, because uh, this is also a podcast about food, apparently, um, we're going to talk about pizza, and that's one of my oh. one of my favorites. Uh, you know, pizza and burgers. That's that's where it's at for me. But uh, this week we're going to talk about pizza, and I want to ask you all a couple things. Some people like eating out. Some people like to make it at their house. So. I'm going to ask you all, what's your favorite sort of deliver, like more mainstream uh, pizza, you know, chain takeout order, delivery order. And then secondly, if you happen to be at the store, what's that favorite frozen pizza brand that you might pick up? And there's no shame here. You go for whatever you like, but uh, want to get those two things out of you. So why don't we start with Mark? I appreciate you coming to me first, Mike. Um, I think the people at Papa John's are doing amazing things with pizza. I know I've shared that with you in the past. That I, I think it may be a podcast or two ago where I told you that uh, me and the, the family got a pepperoni and cheese stuffed crust pizza that was also brushed with Parmesan garlic on the crust. <laughs> with uh, pepperoni and extra cheese. The kiddos like uh, breakfast bacon on their their half. Papa John's is doing some amazing things with the old tossed dough, marinara sauce. And uh, I just, I think they get it, they get it extremely good every time, every time. Um, you know, for me, sorry, for no, me growing it. up, Go it was, Go ahead. yeah. For me growing up, it was always Domino's and, and Pizza Hut. And, and Papa John's was kind of, it was just a little odd, you know, they, but they had the garlic sauce, they had the pepperoncini, but the sauce oh, yeah. was like a little bit sweet. It was just, it was just a little bit different, a little bit cheesy, a little bit different dough. So I, 
was that what's it for you? Is that it's just different than the other two? I think I mean, so. The and sauce I think, is sweet. I, yes, the sauce is sweeter. I agree with you. I also think the crust, like I like a buttery crust, but I need more toppings. And Pizza Hut, their crust is buttery, but I need more toppings to offset the butteriness. And there's just not enough toppings. So if you go to a deep dish place like a Pizzeria Uno or, uh, you know, again, that might be dating me a bit, but uh, some of the deep dish places, they put more toppings. And so the buttery crust is supported by the offset and the saltiness of the toppings. Pizza Hut has not cracked the buttery crust to topping ratio. Papa John's, their crust, their, their crust is, is such that it supports less toppings. And I think so they've, they've cracked that nut and they figured out the algorithm to save a little bit of money on toppings, but make the crust approachable. And that's what I fear Papa John's is doing that Pizza Hut, to which I like. And if you said a delivery pizza place wing, Pizza Hut. However, we're talking pizza. And I think Papa John's has cracked all the algorithms, all right. even with the sweet marinara, top to bottom the best. May, maybe it's just better ingredients. Who knows? What about better your favorite ingredients. frozen pie? DiGiorno. 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 They cracked the nut again, to use the phrase, on the rising crust in the oven. And that used to be my commercial back in the day. I don't know, WGN, TBS, watching a ball game, Braves or Cubs. And then that DiGiorno commercial would come on. And I'm just like, Mom, Dad, let's save up some cash and get a DiGiorno. All kinds of toppings from the vegetarian to the meat lovers, DiGiorno. Boom. And that's not delivery. But that is no. a good pie. It's not delivery. It's <laughs> all right, Stephen. Stephen, what's your what are your picks? Growing up, it was always Domino's. It, you know, it's it's hard to beat. It's got good flavor, and I think what sets it over the top for me is that uh, buttery garlic uh, crust. Whatever they do with the crust is magic, mm -hmm. right? It's really good. I can't say I maybe get it once a year now because every single time I get it, as I'm ordering it and as I'm anticipating it, I think it's going to be like a great idea. And then I have it and I'm like, this is the worst idea ever. <laughs> I think I need a shower, right? Um, so I don't do it as much anymore. But I remember as a kid, when we would do sleepovers, whatever, the Domino's delivery guy ring the doorbell just charging down the stairs being so excited that was that is another highlight going back to uh mm -hmm. our first question which is the summer stuff dominoes that that's for me uh when it comes to frozen uh I, back in the day yeah probably DiGiorno's the ones i've been going with for the last year or two uh, again i don't get them very often but heb has these pizzas uh they're actually a, a small little craft place out of austin called bola pizza highly recommend it's it's not your it's not your DiGiorno. it's more craft it looks like it's it's an actual pizza box really good they got the crust perfected they got their sauce perfected mm. uh legitimately for a frozen pizza you, it cannot be beat 
I will put my money on it. So next time you guys come over, I will treat you guys mm. to a really nice meal of bowl of frozen yeah. pizza to uh, and make it's served sure in a bowl. See like a the bowl of pizza, not bola. not a bowl. B o l a b o l a. I I again, I don't know the origins, but no bowl of pizza. Highly recommend H E B. Okay, Mike. That, that sounded got? like a bowl of pizza. I'm a bowl of pizza. A bowl of pizza. Sorry, yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, for me growing up, uh, Papa John's was always a bit of an outsider. Uh, we we factored in little Slazers um, <laughs> along with with little pizza Slazers. and Domino's. For me growing up, Domino's was was always horrible. Uh, mm. We we usually did the uh, the Pizza Hut meat lovers thin crust, and that was that was pretty dynamite. Saved on the calories too. Uh, then. You know, Domino's went through some kind of renaissance lately, and uh, for me, it's the, that that Domino's pan crust pizza. I mean, it is it's substantial, but it is it's really good, and they they've mm. definitely got the butter on there, and they got some decent toppings. And we we can talk mm-hmm. about auxiliary mm-hmm. items and accoutrement some other time. I I don't Lanyap, know, if you the, will. I don't go for the wings no more from any of those places. Just, just too many disappointments. But yeah, for me, I think it's the the Domino's pan crust, uh, frozen pizza. I do like the, I do like the DiGiorno stuffed crust. That's pretty good. Uh, Freshetta thin crust. If you can get oh. your hands on that, it's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I remember growing up, I used to love the Stouffer's French bread. And I think I, I picked one up, you know, a little while ago. Oh, man. Yes. That great. Really, really cut my mouth. Really oh, cut yeah. my mouth. It was too, <laughs> I, I, either I burned it or just way too crispy. It was, it was not an enjoyable experience. Those were part of my childhood. And yeah, about five years ago, I decided to pick one of those up and relive it. Same thing. I think they made the French bread like cement <laughs> bricks. Yes. Yeah. Don't razor blade in the mouth. Oh. I'm not sure what's happened to the French bread, but they need to go back and adjust the recipe. It, it was like an afternoon at the at the dentist. Oh. All right. <laughs> Little curveball for you, Mark. You had mentioned Eric's or Eric's downstairs. I don't know. Thank you. Having some yes. of the greatest wings. You also mentioned the garbage pizza. Uh, oh yeah, is, is that kid is that kid friendly? Do your kids eat that thing? I looked at it; it had all sorts of nasty stuff on. A it. A lot of toppings, a lot of veg- I mean, to me, it's one of these you combine. If you, can, I think the pizza. All right, they were getting philosophical. The pizza is one of the best ways to get every food group in one meal. Think about it. If you add veggies to your meat, you got dairy. You got bread, maybe toss a little Parmesan, maybe toss a little of the uh, spices on there. It's, it's perfect. I mean, to me, it's, it's, it literally is the perfect meal. No? You do and, have and a that's, point. That's why you and I are friends, because we think Parmesan is a food group. It is. I mean, it's extra, extra dairy. Extra dairy. Okay. <clears throat> All right. On to... Uh, the end of the pod here. So we'll move into Department of Corrections. Uh, I think there was some dissent uh, amongst the team here, whether or not this this segment was needed. But, you know, my uh, my old pappy says close only counts and four shoes and hand grenades. So we're going to we're going to keep it for now, even if it causes a little bit of strife. 
We'll have to revisit the uh, the money thing. Uh, you know, I, that may be a you know an instance where we were both right. I don't know. Um, I mentioned last time. I'll start with myself. I'll start with myself. I mentioned last time that saison was a you know more of a springtime beer. And actually, the thing about the first thing I googled was perfect summer beer. So saison uh, definitely a summer beer. Go ahead and pick one of those up, uh, especially the one that I showcased last week. I mentioned the $28,000 pyramid, not a game show. Uh, not a game the, show. Uh, they, they had 10,000, 20,000, 25,000, mm. maybe more now, but uh, 28,000, <clears> not a game show. Mm. Um, I was chastised heavily for mentioning that St. Augustine was the uh, oldest settlement city in the U.S. Uh, Stephen's still shaking his head. Uh, so who was right there, Stephen? Was I, am I still wrong? Okay, may I call on Stephen? That's on me. Uh, you know, okay. I was thoroughly convinced it had to be <laughs> up in the Northeast. Uh, Wikipedia, some of the terminology was a little confusing too, but Mike, you're right. Kudos. <laughs> and kudos Stick to St. Augustine. I mean, I would have never guessed it was in Florida. You guys yeah. got to stop it with the Wikipedia and go to Encyclopedia Britannica. I got all of them on the shelf here. That's all you need. No, I mean, uh, and, and I think you were right on Ponce de Leon. I don't know how you picked up on that, but, you know, Stephen, yeah, just stick to Twitter. I know you like to <laughs> oscillate between Twitter and Wikipedia for your facts, but, um, but that's okay. A little knowledge, St. Saint, Saint Augustine. Uh, Mark, you mentioned not you know we're not getting any more family uh there are several ways precisely to get more family uh you can have kids you can marry into family you can adopt so um all true what you were what you were going for there i was saying uh, take care of the one you got because you're not getting any more i can't add any more brothers or mothers or fathers fundamentally to my family so take care of the one uh, you got. okay but you're right. You okay. could add kids. You could adopt. All blessings. All amazing. I'm with you. Good point. And you can uh, you can pick your nose, but you can't pick your family. Other than that, Not how the we were... saying goes. But okay. What's the saying? You can pick your friends. You can pick your nose, but don't <laughs> pick your friend's nose. <laughs> it's been a long week. Um, long week. I think that pretty much takes care of corrections, unless. You gents had another one. Okay. We were pretty good today. So, but, but don't let that, don't let that stop you from taking chances. This pod's all about mm-hmm. taking chances free and loose. All right. Let's go ahead and round out with local knowledge. Thoughts for the week. No special themes, however you want to take it. I just mark preferably not again saying that, uh, you know, cherish your loved ones. Cause I think that, I think the listeners are well aware of that one. All right, so I won't Close say it, it again, but cherish your loved ones. Um, you know, <laughs> local knowledge for me. Uh, I, I'm I'm about to head out on a on a work trip, first work trip uh, since March of uh, 2020. So I'm uh, I'm 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 mixed parts of excited, you know, to get back out there and uh, shake some hands, and uh, there's a little apprehension in me because I have not traveled uh, for work. Uh, but I have traveled plenty for personal reasons over the last two years. But yeah, first work trip. So I'm kind of excited about that. It is to uh, Las Vegas, as I mentioned at the beginning of the old pod here. Uh, excited to meet up with some people I haven't seen in a little while. And 
yeah, I encourage everybody to get back out on the open road. This summer is a, a great opportunity to get back out there and see the sights, go places maybe you haven't been. And, uh, you know, I know I talk about family a lot, but take your family out there on the open road and have a good time. Travel. Get back out there. That's some local where, knowledge. Where are you staying? Stay, you know, okay, I don't want people to, you know, inundate me with requests for, you know, stuff and autographs but i'm staying at the vidara hotel uh it's connected to the bellagio it's a it's one of these hotels i think that they intended to be condos back in the uh, height of old vegas back in the day and uh well now you know i reap the benefit of a cheap room that's rather large with the kitchenette i'm kind of picky on some of my food preferences so uh i'm excited vidara sponsorship opportunities hello mgm hello all right. Well, have fun. Gamble, res yeah. gamble responsibly, please. Always. Steven. I think my thoughts of the week have to be, you know, enjoy the sports right now, right? I mean, we got NBA for an NBA guy. I mean, you know, a quarter here and there is about enough for me. <laughs> but we got hockey, and we got them both in the playoffs, right? Because after these end – it's going to be a long stretch to football and it's just boring baseball, right? Nobody <laughs> likes baseball, right? So I think enjoy playoffs right now, savor it, watch them every night when you can. Netflix will always be there. Your Amazon prime shows will be there HBO, but savor the playoffs right now because it's going to be a long July and August until football is back. Did Mike you see Cody. any? Did you see any of the comments coming from coming from Jimbo? Oh, I did. Baby. You know, uh, you know. Here's my Save thing: that everybody has week. always cheated. Everyone has. Yeah, we'll get into that more. But you know, to me, just a bunch of babies. They've all cheated. They're all guilty. And uh, yeah, everyone has paid for their teams. So, uh, and yeah. We might need the Saudi money after making those comments, Stephen. We might need the Saudi money after making those comments. But anyway. <clears throat> what about what about baseball? Accusations of cheating. Oh, oh come on. If you're not cheating, you're not trying to call football. Everyone knows that the All big right. programs That's were fair. throwing out huge checks. $100 hands. So, uh, oh, yeah. Mike, what's yeah. your local knowledge this week? How are we closing it out? <clears throat> well, it's been uh, it's been a hell of a week for me, but uh, we got here, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll we'll make it to another Sunday. You know, I think one of the things, uh, just you know, some maybe some wisdom or whatever you want to call it for me. I think it, it's nice to get older, but I, I tend to think that it, as you get older, maybe you have a little more success. It makes it easier to to mail it in or, or go through the motions. And I don't, I don't necessarily think that's true. And I think probably if you added a couple crumb snatchers, it'd be even harder. So um, I'm there with you. If uh, you find it hard to make it through the, the rough days and some of the mm -hmm. weeks, but uh, just keep your head up. This, this yep. podcast is about open dreams. And uh, I have some big news this week, going to Carbone, Dallas, Michelin star, uh, on Friday Dallas. in Dallas, oh, oh yeah, I'm certainly certainly going to be overpaying for the name, but I I just hope that uh, my tickles the taste buds. I'm looking forward to this one. It's 
going to be delicious. And then heading heading south to Houston. Uh, so, Stephen, I'll be stopping by your porch to pick up my master's merch. Feel free to leave a uh, nice bo- uh, bottle allocated with my, uh, my care <laughs> kit there. <laughs> Preferably filled, not empty. <sighs> not, yeah, not empty. Ooh, good correct. And yeah, not one of these that had to go cross country mm-hmm. and come back, or not one of California. these Vegas. I want the Kentucky juice. I want the sweet Kentucky. Kentucky juice. Uh, the good juice. Yeah. And uh, you'll well, also real be... question on Carbone. Are you? Are yeah. you? Is the plan an extra entree or two to go for the next day? I hope Ooh. that's the plan. And a couple breadsticks in the purse. I don't know what they got going on there. Maybe it's garlic bread. Are What's you? I mean, this sounds like you want me to go to Maggiano's. You remember Maggiano's? <laughs> they used to give you the yeah, pasta yeah. that they home that. too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh man, I love. I don't know. I I'm just saying, Maggiano's. if it's that good, if it's that good, it might be worth like taking Bring and some and a little bit extra. Bags. Some Ziploc bags for the old <laughs> handbag. Shake out a Ziploc when you get there. You're like, is, is this like Maggiano's or Fazoli's? Do I get a, do I get one to take home with me? Uh, oh, oh my gosh. We're excited gonna be, for you, Mike. We're excited. Yeah. I'm going to be supremely disappointed if there's not a carbonara on there. That's That's been my jam lately. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hopeful, but uh, I'll find, find something good. Either way, but hopefully it's not one of these places where the prices are high and the portions are small. I'm, I'm hoping to leave happy and come back with some good reviews. Um, lastly, uh, Stevens man Verstappen pulls out the win today in Catalonia, Barcelona. So he takes the lead in the standings. Good season. Red Bull coming back. Um, that's going to do it. Another one in the books. Thanks, everyone, for joining Weekend at Berkman's. Hope uh, everyone has a great week, and we'll see you next week. Take care.